Welcome to the VMware on VMware podcast series. My name is Eric Nielsen. On today's show, we're going to be talking to Rob Raylas, VP and Head of End User Computing, America's Sales, and John Drummond, Senior Director of VMware's Information Systems. This program talks about how VMware runs itself on VMware software. We have microsites, blogs, we have a Twitter channel, and we actually do one-on-one -on -one interviews with customers to talk about how we're implementing VMware on VMware and how it impacts the sales organization. So let me just first kick it off and introduce uh, John Drummond. John, hi today. I'm doing well, thanks for having me, Eric. Um, I'm John Drummond, as you mentioned, the Senior Director of VMware Information Systems. I've been here since 2014 as part of an acquired company called Airwash. I run today client engineering for VMware. I also hold the title of customer number one at VMware. And really what that means is that we use our own products first and where and when I feel like there's a fit for VMware size and scale, we'll implement them here at VMware. Well, thanks, John. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. And uh, next we'll, 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 we'll say hello to Rob. Rob, give me the correct pronunciation of your last name and tell me a little bit about uh, how long you've been at VMware and what do you do? Hey, Eric, this is, again, I'm, my last name is Relas, Robert Relas, and uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I have been with VMware a little over 11 years, uh, and uh, I've been, I came on board to run the EUC Americas team right in January 2014, right as we were acquiring Airwatch and John's uh, company and stuff. But I, today I run the Americas for VMware EUC. And uh, it's been it's been a blast to see everything that's been happening in the marketplace. And as John talked about, part of what's big for us is giving customers an example of how we use our technology. But the second piece is to be candid, the fact that we use the technology and the productivity that's allowed our team um, to have as we move towards COVID-19 and everything that we're, we've been going through, the flexibility that we've seen with Workspace One UEM and Intelligence has been phenomenal. And again, it's near and dear to our hearts simply because it's made our team productive while keeping everyone safe. Great, so John, why don't you tell us a little bit about Workspace One and, and the intelligence uh, service that we have? Oh, sure. I mean, like Rob said, we're here to share how VMware IT enables our business partners such as sales to keep our colleagues productive and enhance their experience. Um, you know, one example is like Workspace One Intelligence Service. You know, it gives us deep insights into the entire digital workspace. These insights, along with app analytics and powerful automation, tell us things like when to send equipment alerts or when to debug a piece of hardware, and also when to send notices about these issues to our colleagues and our support teams. It's very insightful. One example is, uh, you know, like a battery indicator, right? Some people might think, hey, it's not a big deal if my battery you know, is 20% or 40%. But one of the things that we've seen is that a lot of people raise requests for a new computer. And when we dive into these new computer uh, requests, most people say, yeah, when I unplug it, my, my laptop dies. I can't even run from one meeting to another. I need a new computer. And we're like, oh, hang on a second. Your battery's dead or dying and you're not getting much charge out of that. If we just simply replace the, the laptop battery, you'll get extended life out of your laptop. So with Workspace One Intelligence, we're able to get in front of those requests and replace that battery when it gets about 40 to 30% of life and we, we uh, don't have to buy new laptops as a result. So that's like, that like, sounds like a good example um, that, you know, laptop batteries, one thing, but then there's all these applications that 
we're also running in the environment. And Robert, maybe Rob, you can tell us a little bit about some of those examples of applications that your team sure. uses that then in the intelligence service would, would help you with. You bet. And I thought John had picked that example of the battery because of me, because I had exactly that thing happen to me. Now, I wasn't asking for a laptop, but I was getting frustrated as a user that my laptop really was an hour. It had to run to plug it in. Otherwise, it it come down, right? But I think back to your point though, Eric, is I think, you know, the, the, as you look at where we're at today, I mean, more and more of my users want to be able to use a tablet, an Android device, you name it, right? A lot of our customers are moving towards a, a handheld um, a medication device, or Honeywell, for instance. And the, the, the ability to be able to support a new device, for instance, and the ability to do things like check your battery or provide access to that application, and then to do some back-end workflows on that are super, super critical. But the complexity in doing that, you know, one user at a time, one device at a time, one application at a time, when it, it mushrooms when you're talking about 1,000 apps or even 500 apps or even 100 apps, right? And today... By the way, I've got a customer with half a million devices and they're managing 9 million applications. Think of IT trying to do that. And that's where IT needs better tools to be able to do that effectively, to bring in more self-service, to bring in more uh, workflows associated with a battery placement or a malware software that, that we identified on a Android device or an iPhone device. They just need better technology to be able to do that. And that's where to me, that's where intelligence comes in is how do you do that effectively without missing a beat and continuing to support your end users that are having changing requirements? You shouldn't have to buy another tool to manage that new device, for instance. Yeah, and I would seem that with COVID-19 and all of us working remotely now, I think we're getting a taste of how your organization has always worked, right? Which is you have people on the road, they yeah. have all of these applications. And I know personally myself working from home, but getting support from, from IT now is a whole different experience because you can no longer walk up to an Oasis bar and say, hey, something's wrong with this, right? And as a mobile workforce, yeah. you basically have to do this with so many devices where these people are in different geos, different places with, you know, a lot of different environmental factors affecting these devices as they run them. Exactly. You know, and I, I would also say that, you know, just think of all the device data. Think of the potential security exposures that you're dealing with that, right? I think when you look at all the devices that are out there, the potential that's out there, and then you look at all the data and the the data plus the applications that are out there, someone downloading something and the exposure, it really has opened up your attack perimeter from a cybersecurity perspective. Right. That's where you've got to have something. John? Robin, to add on to that, if, if you think about all the things that are required updates and to level up everything as you know, when a P0 security incident yeah. comes out or whatnot, it could be the Dell BIOS, or it could be, you know, a security patch on the operating system, or it could be just a general Windows update. All those are managed with Workspace ONE. I mean, one of the cool things about Workspace ONE Intelligence is that I can see every BIOS of all of our Dell laptops. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, you know, this point and lower uh, has a security risk. So this point and higher, go ahead and automatically send an update to that laptop and get it updated so it, it has a higher uh, BIOS version, which yeah. mitigates that security risk and also patches BIOS problems and BIOS outdated BIOS problems 
they they cause broken Wi-Fi connections. They cause monitors to flicker. They cause a lot of support issues that if we just update them with Workspace ONE Intelligence automatically, it takes out of that human reactive work that we have to do based on people calling into the help desk. So part of this program is also to showcase um, VMware on VMware to customers. And so Rob, I got to ask you like, what is our customer reaction when we talk to them about uh, Workspace ONE and, and yeah. you know, the services we offer behind that? You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I have a competition with my boss on who can demo better. But what, what, what he doesn't realize is I'm really not demoing anything but what I'm using, like V-Approve. I'll tell you what, I, I haven't done a demo of V-Approve, and I'm literally just approving expenses, approving Workday uh, recs or offers, approving you know, Calidus uh, quotes and, or um, comp plans, those types of things, right? And so I, I haven't seen, as I demo that's my favorite thing to do is just show them what I'm doing to do my job in terms of V-Approve, getting access to, a, a, you know, ADP paycheck, for instance, just to demo the three clicks and I'm into an IBM data center that's, that's running ADP payroll, if you will, right? And when I go into V-Approve and explain what we're doing within V-Approve, the fact that I've got facial recognition to get into Hub, I've got facial recognition to get into my phone, then, then, then V approve, and then I can kind of easily look at pictures of uh, an expense account, which, you know, to do it online would take, a, if I clicked on it by mistake, it would take five minutes before the pictures came up, right? And so I think that, that the ability to be able to show what we do internally within VMware, how it's taken that V approve, by the way, it's taken about a 45 minute a day workflow at the end of the day that's the only time I had to do that into literally seconds or minutes to approve. That's, that is a productivity enhancement for me that I can go back and then do other things that are more valuable. Right. And that, that's incredible. You look at this battery scenario that we talked about earlier, you know, I was having to run back and plug in and, or have to shut down because I was afraid I'd lose power and shut down that the spreadsheet or whatever work I was doing. You know, and by the way, I've got a four-year-old laptop and it's doing great right now with a, you know, a, a nine-month-old battery right now. I didn't have to replace it. And it's exactly like John talked about, right? It's, to me, it's about how do you show people how your life has changed, how your pro productivity's changed with Workspace ONE, not just access, but some of those modern apps like VioProof. That's to, to me, that's where everyone's workflow has got to change. Uh, that just happens to be my workflow for approvals uh, on Model N or, or Calidus or, or Workday or Concur, right? Is that I'm instantaneously going and logging into those apps, bringing my inbox caching it so that it's faster for me. That's modern apps, right? But to me, this is intelligence is about how do I give IT a workflow and a set of tools to make them more productive, to do things more policy oriented, to spot the red flags when someone's downloaded someone that we know is malware and then back it out, patch it, change it. Look at someone's battery, by the way. That was an automated IT workflow looking at insights into who has bad battery and then uh, you know, putting a, a three-step workflow that says confirm if it's a bad battery, confirm if it's under support, confirm if you want to order a new one, done. And then the fourth was confirm that you've installed it, right? Okay. So it, it's super simple. At the end of the day, 
IT is more proactive. The user, me, gets better utilization of, of whatever devices I want, A, corporate assets, as well as my BYO phones. Right. And I get my job done faster. Hey, Rob, to, to build on that, you know, we had the V-approved service, you know, running inside the Workspace One Intelligent Hub platform. So no matter if you're on an Apple device or a Windows device or an iPad or some kind of Android, you know, we're able to hit our colleagues where they are and avail, ability to yeah. approve those functions. If you solely want to work on your laptop, they come now into the Workspace One Intelligent Hub app. So we can, we can yeah. get more approvals done quicker where you are and where you work. Yeah, you bet. And again, it, it all boils down to how does IT have a platform to offer, you know, you, the, the, their constituents, their end users, the ability to use different kinds of devices based on their preference, based on wherever they are, right? Based on how they prefer to work. Um, and by the way, and that includes Teams versus Zoom versus, you know, WebEx and other things that our customers are using. Right, but then be able to do that much more proactively, a lot more self-service for the end user to pick a device, for instance, pick access, but then also to make sure that that's secure, right? And then have the intelligence to be more proactive and turn IT into more proactive service support organization to support those users, the business, if you will, but also do it in a secure fashion, right? And then to be proactive on spotting malware, spotting bad batteries, spotting who's got you know access to something or who's who's trying to you know download something that we know is malicious, right? How do we stop that? Prevent that? Know that it's even happening. In the past, you didn't, or if you did, you had twenty different tools to be able to figure that out, much less go act on it. Right. But I, I think it's a different world, much, definitely much more complex that we've ever seen. But the other piece of it is the, the users are now, you know, um, it, it's, it's almost as a workspace one has allowed IT to be consumer ready, you know, to, to the end users and be consumer proactive in supporting those end users. Think about it. it it's not just the, you know, the, the Snapchat users that you're looking for, but it's the, it's snapshot at every other application that's there. Plus a lot of our SaaS apps, a lot of our mobile apps, everything from office 365 to communication tools like zoom and teams, it has got to support all that, but also has to support that on multiple devices. Right. And I think in, intelligence providing access to that data and workspace one providing that platform for it to be able to do that is, is super critical. Right. I have a I have a, a a couple of my favorite things I like to talk about uh, when when we talk about VMware on VMware. Uh, one of them is my favorite person in the world, uh, Steve Jobs. the The best thing about him was that when he would use the the devices and then he would provide feedback when he was using devices. He was always like the number one beta tester. And so when I look at VMware on VMware, uh, do you guys actually get an opportunity to pro provide John and crew uh, you know, <laughs> feedback on how this stuff is working in the field? Yeah, if, if John is a uh, Workspace One customer number one, I think I feel like I'm Workspace One and IT complainer number one, right? I, I constant feedback on Boxer and I go straight to Tony on Boxer issues or hang up. And it, it's, um, I would be candid with you. I mean, I, you know, I've been in IT sales for 35 years now. Um, and when I came here 11 years ago, I'd say this is, this was tough IT. 
I really think that IT is best of breed right now within VMware on the access of devices, access to applications, um, and helping me give me tangible productivity. But yeah, I mean, I I I I constantly copy John on on issues that I experience. I feel like he's my personal help desk at times, and I maybe misuse him a little bit and stuff. I got to remember that he's he's also my number one, you know, uh, customer reference. Uh, person I put in front of customers, but John is John's phenomenal at at taking my feedback, taking my input, um, and you know dealing with kind of the experience that I have because I am you know I, I'm I'm nonstop. I mean I'm I'm working on stuff. I'm I'm playing around with a lot of these tools, showing them a lot of times whether it's Horizon, um, you know access to customers straight off of the hub. Um, right. So problem. yeah. That, that's great because, you know, we're all in this together, you know, and I don't have all the different perspectives that, that we have out there in the field. So I value your feedback and, and many of our other feedback that come in the channels that we get, you know, we're, we're happy to dive into that because, you know, we can't have all the perspectives in the company. So thank, thank you for your feedback and your team's feedback. I was going to ask you that, John. I mean, I, the reality is IT sometimes has a good rep, sometimes has a medium rep, sometimes it doesn't have a great rep. Do you feel like, you know, this has helped you, the VMware on VMware program, does it feel like it's helped you get closer to your users, to the, to the people that are using our products? Yes, yeah, twofold on that, uh, Eric. So one is our partnership with the, the product development team. You know, we are very tight. We have many meetings a, a week. And, uh, and also with the top leadership, we have hold QBRs. We act as our own customer to our own company. Um, and we give direct feedback, not follow it up for a year in, or at a you know, briefing mm -hmm. or something. We, we give it, you know, often, frequent and often to them. And we, our team is valued in such a way that we have direct access into the bug platform to put in P0 bugs that are showstoppers for companies like our size that will impact our productivity for our sales teams and other partnerships. So for the part one of uh, partnership with development, absolutely. It's been a great partnership to, to work through and have that trusted advisor. Also on the flip side, you know, for our constituents, our, our colleagues, you know, we have that tighter partnership because we need to enable them. They, we all acting as one to push uh, through and get as productive as possible, especially in the time that we're in right now. And Robert, I, I, Rob, I guess I should ask you the same question. Do you get to use John and does it provide you credibility in the field when you're talking to customers to be, to have somebody like John IT come and talk their yeah. language to the customer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can demo how I do my job, but I need a John to kind of explain how he did it, right? How he's enabled that, what he's done, what he, he and his team have done to support users. It's absolutely invaluable to have that practitioner conversation and to talk through the trials, tribulations, the pitfalls, the how to do it, how not to do it. Because I think that John and, and our IT team is absolutely pushing the envelope in terms of what's possible with Workspace ONE, with Hub, notifications, for instance. Just look at Campus. Workspace ONE Campus was a tight collaboration between our Pivotal team, our HR team, John's team, and our development team to build an application that helps you to track employee movement within, within a campus um, with iBeacons. Right. And that's kind of a big deal. And if you talk to customers about it, everyone's looking at doing that. I've 
with every customer, I've probably presented to 100 customers over the last three months. I think two of them actually have their own technology. And one of them was saying that they were doing something and they weren't specific on what they were doing. Right. But I think that's, it's absolutely critical that our IT team can talk to customers about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And you can't, you can't forget about workspace one assist, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, in this day and age, you can't walk to one of our genius bars or walk up and get shoulder to shoulder help from our support team. So workspace one assist enables our support teams to remotely support our colleagues on their mobile device, on their large device, such as a Dell or Apple platform or any device that they're on. In the past, yeah. we had a third party product that didn't do all these features. And so we're able to sunset that third party app, you know, save that cost and fold it into the Workspace ONE platform, another big advantage of the platform. Um, and we're happy to roll that out. We started uh, early in uh, February and, uh, you know, today it's full blown. We're using it all over the time. So I, I'm not sure, Rob, if, if we had a chance to work with you on, uh, uh, you know, remotely supporting your device through Workspace ONE Assist, but it's just a seamless we, yeah. right there. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of calls with uh, folks, especially when we went into the Zoom, secure Zoom, where we're at IT, you know, actually take over by my device, look at it and actually download the new Zoom. So super easy, uneventful, quick response and where, you know, really didn't impact me from a usability perspective. It just helped me get the secure Zoom version of that installed and ready to go, right? Um, but I would say, that, John, maybe you can talk a little bit about that one piece that you you said is vendor consolidation because I think a lot of our customers right now are dealing with the uncertainty around cost. And one of the things that we're spending a lot of time with customers around is how do you start to consolidate all these tool sets, mm -hmm. right? Where you may have had a tool set for an OS like Windows, another tool set for Apple type devices, whether it's iOS and then another one for Mac OS, another one for rugged devices. Again, you talked about assist, but then there's also PC lifecycle management tools like SCCM. And we're starting to see customers say, hey, I don't want to have all those tools. I want to do some cost consolidation of those vendors. And then second, I want to do some IT optimization so that I have my team trained on one tool set, not five different tool set for things like single sign-on, for things like analytics and things like PC lifecycle management, mobile device management, assist you know, those types of things. Are, are you guys seeing that same thing internally within VMware in terms yeah. of consolidating costs and consolidating vendors and optimizing some of some of your team's uh, efforts, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, starting with the last one, uh, VMware Assist, you know, helped us consolidate one of the third-party tools, right? But we didn't get there overnight. Like, we were in the same boat. We managed all of our platforms mm -hmm. with different tools. Uh, and as uh, we got to Windows 10, that was 2015, you know, we were able to latch on to the Workspace ONE platform with Windows 10 and Workspace ONE and manage those assets appropriately. Mm -hmm. And right on the heels of that, we had some, uh, we migrated our Mac estate over from a third party tool over to Workspace ONE. That's when the real consolidation started happening. And that's when you start thinking about tool consolidation, you know, you take it, think of it as twofold. One is, one is uh, the money savings, the ROI components, the yeah. different tool sets that you have. And then the second, like you mentioned, is your teams, collapsing yeah. the teams. So some, some of those teams are harder to collapse because of just the uh, culture or, you know, they're different. They're not under the same VP or something like that. Or InfoSec doesn't talk, so they don't, you know, they don't align. But once they, they start talking, they start aligning on the vision 
and people get more comfortable with the tools, then their journey gets easier, right? So yeah. that's what we found is like once they start testing the waters, start feeling more comfortable with the tool, expanding their, their platforms that they support, all the teams start to latch onto that. And now someone who used to only manage Windows is now able to, and to manage an Android device or a Windows device or an Apple device. It doesn't matter at that point. So that's the beauty of our platform. And that's the beauty of our teams now. They're all acting as one and moving forward as one. You know, we've had, it happens a lot with M&As that they yep. have different tool sets as well. And this is a great time to start saying, hey, you used to use this third party tool to manage your assets. Uh, you know, you're part of VMware now. Let's show you the power of the tool. And as they get more comfortable, they lead their integration efforts over to VMware, which is powerful because one, they have stake the skin in the game and they're able to learn the product tool to manage other assets outside the, outside their old organization. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, one of the questions that, I, that strikes me is when we're talking VMware on VMware, um, the fact that we're doing this in-house, does this accelerate uh, our ability to get application vendors to move into our paradigm, right? Like in a real sense, there's greenfield apps. That's easy to write to this, to our platform, but there are these brownfield apps and then there are app vendors. Uh, how does VMware on VMware, you know, help us accelerate application adoption by the industry? Well, you know, we really have a uh, template that all of our apps fit today, you know, and one of the baselines is SAML 2.0, you know, so as long as the app supports that, it easily plugs into our platform. And, you know, our app migration strategy uh, went years ago, I think 2013 or 14, we migrated all of our apps into this, this template, right? So now, you know, we didn't, customers say, how did you get there? And we're like, well, that was a long journey, long time ago. We tell you how we got there. But if you're faced with, you know, hundreds of apps and you're contemplating a decision and you're wondering how you're going to get there, you're always going to have this decision with any platform you choose. You might as well just get started on a, on a strategy and move towards it. Right. Rob, I know that customers, you know, talk to us about having thousands of applications. I mean, do you, 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 you work with customers directly. Yeah. Is this kind of a journey for them? Yeah, it's, I, I think to me, I think the journey that we're seeing with customers is customers want to do tool consolidation, almost vendor consolidation, right? So that they want to get away from having silos of tools, a, a tool for um, access to apps, a tool for managing a particular OS, a tool for managing certain kinds of devices, whether they're Mac, Windows, or, or, or um, iOS, right? I think that second phase, as John talked about, is IT optimization. How, how do you get your team comfortable with using Horizon versus Citrix, for instance, and this whole platform of Workspace ONE to manage all of those devices and then transition to managing all of your apps through a tool like Workspace ONE Access? That's, that's a game changer for IT. It's also a game changer. I would say that's the best thing that you could do for your users in terms of giving them easy on-ramp and login and secure login to your apps, to your virtual apps, desktops, mobile apps, and SAML apps, right? I think that's super critical. But I think that a lot of customers need convincing. They're, as I talk to customers, I just spoke with a, a very large customer last week, and you know, they're, they're used to, they want to protect their silos. They want to protect the Citrix team. They want to protect the Jamf team. They want to protect the, you know, the, 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 
the ping team that's doing security and, and single sign-on, right? And I think that's where people have got to think about how do I innovate? How do I change to make it easier for my user? And there's no question that with thousands of devices and users, millions of apps, by the way, that customer with half a million devices, Win 10, Android, and iOS, we're managing 9 million apps. Think of managing that with multiple tool sets, right. right? It's just unthinkable for IT. How big is your IT staff? John would love it because he'd be, he'd be an SVP managing thousands of IT folks, right? But those days are, it's not tenable. It's not feasible. It's not, it's cost prohibitive to do that. And guess what? Your users are upset because you know, they're, they're not getting access to the apps. They can't use the devices that you've dictated to them. Right. You've got you've to gotta lock down devices. Yeah. And I think it's just not a good experience for them. Yeah, and I know as a user, it took me a little bit of time to get to the idea of using uh, Horizon, right, to manage my mm -hmm. app because we all have our own little favorite apps. You have your own favorite departments. You have everything. But being able to then go into a customer site, just like I started using it, and the next thing you know, it's become my favorite place to go, right? It is the way I look at how I'm going to get my work done because it's just that efficient yep. now, right? And yep. I don't have to keep track of things. It's just it's there. When we show this to customers and you can show that, hey, look, we're running it. This is look at how effective I am and how seamless this works for all of us. Mm -hmm. That must make an impact as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's empowering for the end user. That's the thing that people have to keep focused on is this is about how, how do you get the the 95 percent of the people at vmware productive how do you get those users productive feeling good about you know doing their work and doing it with as little friction as little hurdle as possible but doing it securely we've got to do everything securely right but it is i mean to me to take that via prove or even take sales pulse for instance and you know, I, I got tangible experience where before Sales Pulse, you know, we were, we did like 50 meetings at VMworld. After Sales Pulse, we did 300 meetings and we cut it off last year, right? right? The ability to be able to use these modern applications to help us contact our customers easier, more freely, right, is really just giving us the ability to be more productive get to more customers and be more efficient. And I think it's because of the work that IT's done to modernize some of those apps, to think outside the box yeah. on access. But I think it starts with vendor consolidation, IT optimization, and then IT has got some resources to go do some more things like modernize apps. And, yeah. and ultimately that's what's gonna really generate the huge productivity. And by the way, what I'm talking about is 300% meeting increases um, from year to year with using sales pulse to be able to do targeted meetings to our customers that were coming to VMworld, get them into the, the, the sessions, whether hyper-converged sessions they needed to attend, the EUC sessions or the NSX sessions. That's, that's a tool that sales pulse is allowing that to happen is, per, is, is giving the sales team the ability to be able to target their customers that way see what sessions they attended, and then quickly just ping and send them an email. So John, uh, VMware and VMware, clearly it's working for Rob. Uh, 
we've all learned in 2020 that things can change on a dime and this has helped adopt you know new technologies who would have guessed that we would we'd all we'd be working from home and love zoom as much as we do um but uh, rob where are we going where what are some of the goals for t uh, the rest of 2020 uh for vmware on vmware and uh you know what are you guys targeting and focusing on Oh, sorry, Drob, I meant John. That's okay. a good John. I, I, I thought so. Yep. Yep. No. No, let me address that. I, I need I need to consolidate all the AirWatch tools into SAP Brim. I need that. That is absolutely productivity enhancer for our team. Second, we need to get up on CFPQ to have all of our coding on AirWatch, all the Workspace One SKUs, Horizon Universal SKUs, the F SKUs on, for FedRAMP, all on, on uh, CFPQ so that our team is using one tool to, uh, to do quoting. And I'll tell you, you do those two things, our productivity goes up 10 to 15%. You do that, then our revenue can go up 10 to 15% on top of what we're doing right now. Let me just translate. That's what it means to our team, yeah. right? Is in, and those are really critical numbers. And if we're short on budget, take those numbers, you can go fund more stuff, right? But I'll let John talk about the rest of, the rest of IT stuff of VMware on, on uh, on VMware for 2020. Yeah. So Eric, you talked about, you know, uh, what are we doing, right? So one day we're not going to be sitting in our homes anymore. We'll, we'll return to the office, you know, we'll, we'll collaborate in the hallways again and things like that. So, but we might have a cloud over us about, you know, flu season. Oh no, is this uh, another COVID or something? So uh, the team's really focused in on uh, kind of contact tracing density uh, applications of, how many people are in a certain room? Is the density match? You know, instead of having door counters, you might see at some stores. You know, it's it's all done uh, electronically. You know, there's uh, different technologies we're looking at from Dell. Uh, you know, we have cameras at many of the campuses that you know we can um, tap into, and then you know they can see images, and we can count count that way as well. So there's you you accumulate all that data, right? And you start putting it all together and it makes intelligent choices about, you know, where to send security personnel, where to um, put additional signs because there, there's not enough coverage there for letting people know that they must stay socially distanced and things like that. So we're working really close with the product team on the campus app, like Rob mentioned earlier. Um, outside of that, we're, we're heavily looking at, you know, um, other things to enable our colleagues to stay social distancing away. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. But uh, you know, more to come soon. Um, we're also looking to expand our you know, colleague-facing support so that we're proactive and reaching our colleagues when, if something starts to break, even an application, say Teams starts crashing all the time, you get some, anal you get some analytics based on that, and we're able to take proactive measures to either patch that, you know, uh, fix it in the background, and, and magically it just starts working again. You know, Rob probably thinks he fixed it by rebooting, but magically <laughs> He doesn't even need to know, you know, we just fixed it, you know, and that's, that's kind of part of the beauty of what we're working on next. So collaboration, um, everybody's talking about collaboration now because we're all trying to figure out how to renew our social capital, which is weaning as the months go by where I don't get to interact with people. Uh, the collaboration tools that are out there, do you guys get involved with that? And I know there's like friction between different collaboration tools, right? Depending, I have to have Zoom up, I have to have Discord up, I have to have uh, now to Microsoft Teams up. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, how do you deal with some of these kind of scenarios where you have a bunch of different competing apps? Well, 
So first, we're, we're a company that's uh, very open, as you know, right? So we welcome many different tools. A lot of these tools were uh, brought to us by our colleagues, you know, and then vetted through uh, IT and InfoSec so that they're secure. Uh, and then also, you know, we, we need to have some kind of standard across the company for this one particular tool. Um, and we have a lot of M&A activity. So we need to kind of standardize on some of that, right? But standardization for us means bringing it into control processes where they're governed, they're secure, you can log into them appropriately and SSO and all that kind of good stuff. They're accessible from your mobile device. So you have collaboration tools. There are many of them with Slack and Teams and Zoom and things like that. You can do a lot of the same things on all those platforms. So you were reaching people where they are uh, and we're making sure that they're secure along the way. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I've experienced from this is that you're right. That's why her uh, uh, Workspace ONE is my destination because you do just plug in new tools for me and they have SSO, I just click on them. If I'm already RSA'd in, I get them, I get them on my mobile device. So I, I gotta say, thank you for doing, doing a great job there. Yeah. On, really on collaboration though, you mentioned, you know, a lot of different tools that we have and what we're, the future is gonna hold for us. So we're looking at a lot of different um, uh, tools that will help enable this social capital for like say a new employee that starts, you know, they have zero social capital. How do we walk them around the hallways, introduce them to people and things like that. We're looking at uh, tools to help us with that. We're looking at whiteboarding tools, you know, um, outside of the ones that we already own to help facilitate uh, active whiteboarding sessions and then make remote colleagues feel like they're in the same room. Even if people are in the office, how do we make them equal participants, not only just being remote, but also in, in the office? How do we make everyone equal participants? We're working closely with our collaboration uh, team as well as REW so that we can redesign spaces to include all this and be more inclusive. So Rob, what would you like to see? I know you, you did do a, a short list of, of what you want John to do. Uh, from a customer perspective, showcasing VMware on VMware, are there things that we should improve in order to highlight better? Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, just uh, very briefly, what I would say is Workspace One's best of breed in terms of single sign-on access to applications, being able to do UEM gives me a great experience from an end user perspective. I feel comfortable that my BYO device is going to be good to be able to access that it's going to, I feel good that it's secure, right? Um, and uh, so I think that's super critical. I think that next phase, as we talked about, is how do you start driving sales pulse? has been absolutely phenomenal in terms of productivity, doing one-on-one -on -one meetings, doing executive briefings, those types of things, right? Looking at pipeline, looking at forecast, looking at where we're at, it, it automates the day-to-day -day sales effort for the sales manager as well as the sales rep. Super critical, completely tied into Salesforce click and you can you know, email your customer that's attending VMworld. If they're not attending VMworld, you can click them and say, click on them, send them an email to show them how to enroll for it, right? I think that next phase, as I talked about, is how do you start driving best of breed applications like quote to cash, best of breed applications like onboarding for SaaS on SD, SAP Brim, to give you an example, right? How do you start driving that next productivity and start setting the old legacy, uh, how do you sunsetting the old legacy apps? Right. And then how do we combine SFDC instances? Right now we have one for Carbon Black, one for AirWatch, and it's been six and a half years since we acquired AirWatch. So to me, I think that next phase is how do you drive 
that integration so that we have best of breed systems deployed so that we can quickly integrate the acquisitions because I don't think our acquisitions are slowing down. We're going to increase, but as we increase those those acquisitions, we're going to leave those teams behind, the acquired company behind, if we can't bring them to the new systems. If we still have AirWatch SFDC six and a half years after the acquisition. So I would just say, I mean, for IT, I'd say, and for our, for, for our CFO and CEO, I'd say we need to go, you know, consolidate those systems, look at it from an eye of the end user and the sales team in this case, uh, your finance team and, and the rest of the users and make sure that you're driving towards new modernizing applications that give us the same benefits that a workspace one access has given us same benefits that via proves is given us same benefits in terms of similar based benefits benefits as sales pulse or sales pulse M. I think that's really, really critical. Easier said than done, easier to request, right? Than done. That is a long, uh, a long effort, super complex effort, especially if you look at the way a big acquisition was Air, like AirWatch was doing things, right? Moving it towards the new, you know, way of doing stuff within VMware. But I think that's the next piece of things that I'd like to see from an end user, just and a and a and a team leading a team, if you will, of hundreds of people that are you know doing quotes every day and trying to onboard customers every day, right? Um, those are some real real issues that we're dealing right now dealing with that if we were to automate and move to no better systems i think that would give us some productivity enhancement on the sales side john you got this right you're you've you're, you this sounds like <laughs> it's gonna be easy i got it i got it all right john's we... best of breed on end user computing let me just say that right i think that next step is who owns those systems and how are we doing some of the and i think we're on the we're on the path to doing that with the SAP BRIM deployment with the CFPQ system that are there. We just need to move a little bit faster and bring in all the SaaS tools. So, so speaking of nimble, John, uh, and you know, how long does it take to, to do things? Um, Carbon Black, we acquired Carbon Black and I've been amazed at how quickly we've gotten VMware on VMware or gotten them into the VMware family. I've seen them integrate in, I've seen them. How long does it take when, when we do have uh, workspace one to 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 bring in a new company and get them set up and get them as productive as we are. Well, every company is a little bit different. You know, everyone has different requirements and security requirements and things of that nature, right? But I think you know, order of operation really is to get everyone collaborating quicker, faster, right? So if you can get co collaboration done first, right, which involves your email, your your social platforms, your your uh, chat platforms your voice platforms, if you get those converged quicker, you can start collaborating on how to move forward uh, separately from that. Rob, I can imagine in the sales org, you're gonna see more consolidations as we come out of a pandemic yeah. year. And in the, you can just see that uh, this is gonna be important for customers to be able to you know, consolidate quickly as well as acquire new, new companies and uh, get them up and running. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. In fact, we've got a, a play because we do think that let's be candid. We do think that Workspace One is a is a phenomenal tool to be able to enable the M and A, right? On day one, provide access in a control fashion to that acquired company, right? And provide access. We've gotten great feedback from the AirWatch team as well as you know Carbon Black team and you know Pivotal and and some of the Dell folks, right? 
I think the second piece is that we think it's a great tool to make the field teams and the sales teams more productive, right? We've got a separate uh, corporate, uh, uh, the chief revenue officer play that we do specifically for how do you make your sales teams more productive? We think that resonates, right? And I think that next play that we're, that we're working on heavily right now is we saw the customers that had Workspace ONE already implemented within minutes were able to pivot to work from home. We're, we're literally able to pivot from terminal on wheels for, for, for um, prescriptions to a handheld Honeywell device that could be sanitized in seconds between, between hospital rooms. A terminal on wheels would, was very difficult to sanitize between rooms, but that's what they had to do. So they were able to pivot very quickly. And we've seen that over and over again, where the workspace ones leaders were, were called out as heroes by the CEO. And they kind of just shrugged and said that we're not heroes. It was easy to do. On the other hand, we had customers that didn't have workspace one and it literally took heroes working 24 by seven to enable the stand up horizon, for instance, to, to, to send the, the call center agents home to, to enable work from home. And that took heroic efforts with workspace one. We know it, it doesn't take heroic efforts. We think that the work that John's done to, to build this example, for instance, to support our team is, is a testimony to what the platform can do. And it doesn't require that hero to be able to pivot, whether you need a new device, an acquisition, a new application. It's not, you know, it doesn't require heroes to be able to deliver it. It just requires solid IT. But it's that vision that John and the team had years ago that said they wanted to do this that kind of enabled that that pivot, if you will. It's that vision that those, you know, Cisco Foods and and SC Lauder had that said that we want to do this so we can not just manage devices, but enable BYO when we need to do it, right? And yeah. continue to support the requirements of the business as they change and move fluidly and easily, right? That's a big right. deal. And then just the scale of all this is phenomenal too, because you just don't realize when you're talking millions of devices that are out there that uh, it's just, it can be a giant mm -hmm. job or almost makes you want to just quit and go home and pick, put your head, head in the stand. I'm sure John feels that way sometimes, but with uh, Horizon, you know, everything automated, uh, it, it works. I know we're coming up at the end of the hour here, so we're going to have to wrap up. Any uh, final thoughts, John? I'll give both of you a couple moments to give a last word, and then we'll wrap up. I'm just excited for what the, the future brings for both our colleagues from an experience standpoint and from the tooling perspective. I think uh, this, this time period that we're in is to open our eyes into how we manage our employees. You know, what, are, what are we looking at from a KPI perspective? How do we do break fix going forward? How do we get in front of break fix, you know, um, and not have to do it, put more colleagues in a, in a front and center to, to help all of us out there that, that are needing help. So I'm, I'm really excited for what the, the future brings and I'm, I'm happy with the partnerships that we've built over time and happy to extend those even further going forward. Yeah, and Eric, I would say that uh, I'm, I'm thrilled with the relationship with John and, and some of the things his team has done. It's really, in a nutshell, has helped us be more productive in the field. I, our mission in the field, by the way, is to bring that good news of Workspace ONE to our customers, to help them do that same for their customers, to help them kind of keep employees safe, but still be secure uh, in, in the workforce, I'm sorry, at home, but also be able to do their work, right? We think that's a big, big deal. 
And that's a mission that we're, we're called to do and we're working on right now. But that relationship with John and his team is invaluable for our, for our customers to demonstrate what we're doing. Well, thanks. 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 Thanks a lot. Both of you. I, th I think that, you know, the way it is such a great business partner collaborating with you guys and enabling and also enabling our customers. I think it's yeah. fantastic. The VMware on VMware uh, program is fantastic. And I appreciate both of you doing all that hard work and coming in and uh, sharing how you're making that happen this year. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Eric. Thanks. Thank thanks, you. John. Thanks, Eric.